The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. This is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now we're right in Garen Perro territory today with a lightly capitalised gold silver explorer, high grade gold and silver I should say, in northwest Arizona, about a 90 minute drive from Las Vegas across in the neighbouring Nevada. We're talking about read all resources, ASX code is RIE, trading at half a cent for a market cap of $8.6 million. So obviously a lot of leverage to expiration upside from here on. To bring us up to speed with the company and its plans at its Kingsman project in Arizona, we have David Groombridge, the CEO with us today. G'day David, welcome to the podcast. G'day Barry, thanks for having me today. Uh, David, first time for the company on the podcast, so it'd be great if we could uh, start out with a bit of a professional background on yourself. Yeah, I'm a... Uh geologist for 20 years. I'm out of uh, Tasmania, so codes, and I've spent most of my working career in gold and nickel in the gold fields of Western Australia, and I've had a, a short stint over in England at the Hemant and Tungsten project as well, so that's about six months over there. Mm-hmm. Right. And you joined the company as CEO earlier this year. What was it that attracted you to the, the company? The high-grade, shallow nature of the mineralisation, outcropping at surface, excellent infrastructure all around. Um, yeah, it's it's a underexplored part of the world, um, and there's huge upsides to Arizona. Okay. Now we're talking about the Kingman project and specifically the Tintic um, prospect there. What uh, there's a bit of history and background to this one. Just uh, just fill us in on that. So. The Chlor- the town of Chloride, which is uh, the closest town to Tintic and most of our area, was discovered in the 1880s, mainly as a silver. So silver chloride was the main mineral, hence okay. the town Chloride. And they were mining there up until the 1940s. And during World War II, the government put a halt on precious metal mining and the base metal mines were allowed to continue. So there's been no real exploration for gold and silver since the 1940s, um, with the exception of a few holes in the 90s. But yeah, most of it is generally underexplored until Riedel came along uh, in 2019 and have completed six drill programs prior to this resource drill out. And that's primarily at the Tintic uh, prospect. Okay. And that drilling to date, uh, I understand, has outlined, what, 600 metres strike of uh, this high-grade mineralisation at relatively shallow depths? Correct. It's, yeah, roughly 600 metres. And when we talk about high-grade, what sort of grades have you been pulling there? Uh, it's commonly over 20 grams with some of the best intersections looking at um, in the 30, 40s, up to 90 grams. And that's associated with some high equivalent silver if and higher silver so it's roughly a, a one to two up to one to five sort of ratio between gold and silver there and there's also as you get down deeper there is some base metals associated with it which is 
common in the area. I see that there's a, a porphyry um, copper um, molybdenum mine over in the, the distance there. Is there any association between the two? Yeah, so the, the porphyry would have been responsible for all the mineralising fluids in the area. Um, and you know, we're in a, a zonational um, sort of, yeah, the porphyry system is yeah, to, to the southeast. And then as you get further away, the fluid's cooling and we get more of the precious metals and the base metals. So we are associated with the mineral part porphyry um, and we don't know if there's another porphyry around or not, but our focus is the, uh, the high-grade gold and silver. Right. And how do you label it? What's the, the style of mineralisation? Technically, it would be intermediate sulfidation sort of system, getting up into the epithermal system and it's structurally hosted. There is some... Um, geological interactions between some gabbro dikes, which seems when the fluids have hit them uh, along the, the structure, there's been some mineralizing uh, events along there. And we're just starting to explore and trying to work out if there's any plunge components to that, any dilational areas where we can really focus in on the, the higher grade components of the mineralization. Mm. Has there, despite its long history, I was just wondering, has, has there been much in the way of modern day geophysical work there? There was a magnetic survey that was done, I think it was 2019, that was done over the property. And we see some excellent correlations with the, the Gabbro dikes. Um, and there's a very great correlation between historical workings and the mag highs. So we know that we can use those um, as a, a vectoring tool and a targeting tool to, to help us find blind mineralization. There's a lot of uh, alluvial cover, which is, you know, it's quite thin. It's up to five to 10 meters thick and it's just washed down from the nearby mountains. So there's still a lot of uh, target, a lot of space for us to find um, new targets using those magnetics. Mm. Just before getting into the Ford program, um, I guess investors might ask, how does a Perth-based company manage a project from, uh, uh, well, Perth over near Las Vegas? So we've got a great team on the ground. Uh, they have been managing the program for the last, since 2019 and during COVID they were looking after it. So we've got an um, exploration manager over there and a couple of other geologists who um are there at the moment and then i've just come back from four weeks over in arizona i'm due to go back again in july and longer term i'm relocating to the us well that's yeah that's the current plan yeah. okay so to get there does one go through las vegas and keep going or everyone flies one? direct to vegas so mm -hmm. it's the easiest way to get to the project and it's only an hour and a half it's on a major highway that goes between vegas and phoenix so access is fantastic okay and the actual lay of the land the uh, the environment is it uh, semi-arid semi-arid to arid yeah as you um as you get more towards phoenix it gets drier and more desert like um but it's pretty dry mm. Okay. Now, talk a bit about the forward program, which uh, is obviously supported by the recent uh, capital raising. Uh, near on uh, $3 million was uh, brought in through a uh, placement and a SPP. So what's, uh, what's that money for? So we are drilling at Tintic. So we have got about 7,000 metres to um, pump into it and try and get a resource out by the end of the year. 
that's our main objective is to complete that. Um, we're also looking to do some additional magnetic surveys. With We note that the correlation, as I mentioned before, is really high between mineralization and the Gabbro docks. So we want to expand that and try and find more of this um, blind mineralization. Uh, we've got some other historical workings on the project. So we've got over a dozen historical workings um, and most of them have not been drilled. So we want to put a few holes in that and also test the connection between Tintic and Jim's to the south. So Jim, Jim's was uh, drilled back in 2020 and then another one in 2021. And it's a little bit deeper. It's got more base mineral mineralization, but we can see the structure joining the two together. So those are the kind of the main plans. And then we've got uh, flora fauna surveys and cultural surveys, which are undergoing, which will be uh, very important for our permitting process, uh, which we're hoping to do next year. And we've also got some metallurgy work underway as well. So that's what the the raising was all about, to try and get us through to a, a resource, get us through to permitting and making sure that we know what our ore characterization is like for, um, for treatment. All right. Now, I understand both Tintic and uh, Jim's outcrop. So have shafts put down by old timers on those two prospects as well? Yes. So they're mainly a couple of adits and then they've joined them up with a, a wins at Tintic. Jim's has got a another small um, adit that goes into it. Uh, yeah, the quite shallow dipping. Um, the, the main infrastructure on the project is at the Arizona Magma Mine and I think at the Merrimack Mine. So... They're a little bit deeper, the more vertical ore bodies, This one, whereas Tintic Gems is quite a flat-lying one. But there's been really limited um, exploration and mining there. Mm. And the, I think Tintic and Gems are separated by, what, about two kilometres? Um, I was just wondering. It's about, there... If you go from the northern extent of Tintic to Gems, it's two kilometres. So mm. the gap is about 1.6, 1.7 kilometres approximately, something like that. And covered by alluvials, not our crop. So I was just wondering, is there a potential in that gap zone? It's mainly covered by alluvials. So mm. there's definitely a lot of potential and we'll probably put four or five holes along that trend. And some might say um, a maiden resource estimate by the end of the year uh, looks a bit aggressive, but obviously uh, from what you've seen, that's quite doable. Yeah, the previous drilling has done a really good job at delineating the, the rough extents of mineralization and there's been some diamond holes which have confirmed the structural orientation of the mineralization so we're in resource drill out mode we kind of know the extents of tim tick and we're confident that the drilling is just it's an infilling program there's going to be some extensions to that and testing primarily to the north and south of tim tick but you know that aggressive approach we think is realistic um mm -hmm. And yeah, just uh, throwing things forward a bit. Um, are you able to give us a feel for what you consider to be critical mass in that part of the world to have a, a project on your hands, a producing project? It's uh, an interesting question. Um, we would like to, you know, have something in place that would allow us to process, you know, between thirty and fifty thousand ounces a year. And you know, then you have the Goldilocks story, which would be you find something bigger. Um, but it doesn't take much over there, especially when Tintic is outcropping at surface. So it's it's already a good strike extent, and we're yeah, quite positive that it's going to get up and going. Mm. And 
Are you thinking about open cut or would you be also using shaft? It would be open cut. The shallow nature of the mineralisation is, you know, and it doesn't go very deep either. So open cut would be definitely the way to go. So something north of 100,000 ounces will get you you going probably. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And as you said, the Goldilocks situation, well, interestingly though, when you've got an 8.6 market cap, lots of leverage to 100,000 ounces, let alone two or three or half a million. Yeah. Okay. So you touched on permitting. Uh, I think there's an impression in this market that uh, despite everyone saying, you know, Arizona and Nevada are mining states, so permitting can be a bit difficult. Would that be the situation at Kingman? I'd say permitting is a longer process than in Australia. I wouldn't say it's more difficult. Mm-hmm. You've got to factor in, the, you know, you do all the work and you put the permit in and it just it's a longer process and that's, I wouldn't say it's difficult. No, it's just... Yeah, different to Australia, what we're expecting over here. Right. And the uh, tenure situation there, is this what we would call crown land or is it, you know, you're on farming land? What's the? We're on federal land, which is managed by the Bureau of Land Management, called the BLM. Um, mm-hmm. so we're all um, BLM land, it's all federal land. Right. And what are the implications of that for permitting? That all the permitting goes through the BLM. So once mm-hmm. we've done all of our studies, we've got the resource and we've got our optimizations, and we know what we want to do, that's when we'll submit the permit. So that'll be at the start of next year once we've done all that work. And do you have any um, neighbours or have you covered the upside in terms of your uh, landholding positions? There are a lot of old Patterton claims. So these mm-hmm. are freehold land which also have the mineral rights um, which is a bit unique compared to Australia and there's plenty of these prospects around us Uh, none of them have a dominant land position uh, like us so we're not we don't really have too many immediate neighbors uh, in the area and I guess if you kind of go further afield you've got uh, gold 50 who are south of mineral park so they are exploring a similar system to ours, um, but they would be our, our closest neighbour. Um, are they an American or Canadian company? They're an Australian company out of oh. Sydney. Oh, there you go. I was just wondering, um, your market cap of 8.6, you know, it's a Dorothy Dixon question, do you think you're undervalued? But I was just wondering what you see as the re-rating um, signposts for uh, the, the company's market cap to start reflecting the upside as, as you see it at this stage? I would say that with the drilling results that will be coming through in the next few months, people can take confidence that, you know, we're drilling out a resource and the mineralisation mm-hmm. is there. So I'd be disappointed if I didn't see a re-rate during the year, and a, but the main event would definitely be the resource. And uh, rigs are on the ground now or a rig? Yeah, so it's been drilling since the... 6th of june and they just finished today for a break so they're off for a few days for they got fourth of july coming up so oh, the drillers are having a break um and then back into it again i think on the 6th of july so they do about 20 25 day stints and then have about six or seven days off and um where do they hang out when they're uh, overnight do they stay on the rig or do they head off to one of the local towns like uh, Chloride? No, we're all staying in Kingman. So Kingman's mm-hmm. about 
20 minutes drive away and it's on route 66 so there's plenty of accommodation there's plenty of uh, restaurants there's three micro breweries on the main street which is fantastic um <laughs> and yeah you just sit there and watch all the muscle cars drive through it's great mm, fantastic the so first drill results from this uh, current campaign when are we expecting those i'm hoping to get them in mid to late july so we've sent off uh three batches now so approximately 600 700 samples are at the lab um and yeah they'll just keep going through until probably september when we'll get the last ones so we're, we're planning on drilling until mid-august at the current rate mm-hmm. so <clears throat> a strong news flow on the drilling front uh, through to uh, mid-september or so yep yeah okay interesting all right now the, the in terms of generating new targets in that immediate area when do you expect those to evolve into prospects that you will move a rig onto and uh, have a crack they'll probably be during this program we'll have a couple of drill holes definitely between tintic and gyms yeah and some of the other old workings we haven't drilled before so there's the i think it's the jackpot and the gr old workings um haven't got many holes uh into them and then there's a connection between You've got uh, closer to chloride, you've got the GR prospect, and then as you go further to the northwest, you've got the Helen May. That whole trend um, really lights up from a structural point of view, and there's hardly any drill holes connecting the workings together. So that's something we'll we'll focus on um, probably late July, and then next year those will be the targets that we'll kind of get into. As we go further afield, as we go down to the southeast towards Mineral Park, we've got what's called the Bobcat Prospect. And to the north, we've got the Calico Silver, which is over a range um, on the other side of it. So we're looking to hopefully put a few holes into that um, either this year or next year we'll start focusing on those. Mm-hmm. So have you, what, what's the sort of limit of your reach or your circumference of, from Tintic, are you limiting yourself to 50Ks, 100Ks? No, we look. You know, I'd be keen to look at uh, Nevada, Utah, the rest of Arizona. Um, around Tintic, we'd like to, from a, um, a processing point of view, we've got a 300-mile a or 500-kilometre circumference where we would look to treat the ore. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to build a, a mill ourselves. We'll probably um, have a hub-and-spoke sort of model so anything within that sort of area um, we would definitely have a look at right. and given the grades involved all very truckable very yeah yeah it's fair to say if these uh, prospects um, like uh, Tintic and Jim's and some of these other ones you've just mentioned there were somewhere in WA they would have been drilled out 10 times over by now there'd be a pit in you know, 1980 <laughs> <laughs> it'd be gone um, yeah. So it's definitely uh, the gold space. It's definitely overlooked in Arizona um, because everyone goes for the copper belt, you know, that um, Mm. mineral park all the way down through Phoenix and Tucson down into Mexico. It's just copper molly. Um, And there are a few other uh, companies looking around now. You've got uh, New World Resources who are just down the road from us. Um, I think it's Mm. Eagle Mountain. They're out over near Tucson. So there are people that are, looking around especially australian companies looking around opportunities in arizona 
Oh, good. So some Aussies to uh, share a beer with as they uh, move through Kingman on the way to their projects. Good stuff. Yes, always happy to share a beer. All right. Okay, uh, David, if you could just bring it all together and give investors a feel for what they should be looking out for in the next six months or so. Yeah, so the drilling will be going until mid to late August. Uh, we'll have assay results coming from middle of July through to September. We'll hopefully have the um, expanded magnetic survey coming through um, and the resource hopefully by the end of November. So those are the main points that we'll um, get out this year. Okay, so there we go, folks. An interesting story from a company uh, uh, in the thick of things drilling, drilling out a resource and giving a very strong impression that uh, the initial project that they get up there will be the start of a bigger gold, silver, high-grade story for them in that part of the world. So with that, David, thanks for your time today. Good luck with it all. We'll be watching with interest. Excellent. Thank you, Barry, for having me. Cheers.